This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, March 28, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. Oral arguments before the Supreme Court on gay marriage continued yesterday, but on a wholly different aspect of the issue. What is the constitutional federal role in defining marriage? Cato Senior Fellow in Constitutional Studies, Ilya Shapiro, attended oral arguments. We spoke yesterday. Today was DOMA in one particular section, Section 3, which uh, restricts federal benefits, or at least the definition of marriage for purposes of all federal laws, there are over a thousand laws that are affected, to uh, heterosexual couples. And the issue here is there is a woman whose lawfully married wife uh, passed away, and she had to pay $360,000 of estate tax that she wouldn't have had the federal government recognized her marriage uh, like uh, heterosexual uh, marriage. And so the issue is, can the government make that distinction? And uh, it's it's not an issue of whether there's a different part of DOMA, Section 2, that says states don't have to recognize sister states' gay marriages. It's not that. This is purely about uh, how the federal government uh, treats different types of marriage. So what's the big takeaway from the case? What were the arguments presented uh, that... Uh, the justices tried to grapple with? Today, like yesterday, about half of it was jurisdictional. Uh, There's an issue of uh, what role the federal government is even playing here because uh, this administration decided after one lower court lost to stop defending DOMA in the courts. They're walking this tightrope of enforcing it uh, as a matter of administrative law, the Social Security Administration, the IRS, etc., but not defending it in court. And uh, the Supreme Court uh, accepted the government's uh, petition to review this case, and now they're questioning whether they should have done that. Uh, and also, the defenders of the law, because of course the, the government stopped uh, defending it, uh, is now uh, the House of Representatives, the so-called uh, bipartisan legal advisory group, which actually isn't bipartisan. They take a vote, and each vote is three to two, Republicans to Democrats. Very weird procedural stuff going on here, but going to the issue of who can defend a law if these people aren't allowed to, uh, does the government just effectively get to declare a law unconstitutional but not by not defending it? Um, I think here there's a far greater chance than in yesterday's Prop 8 argument uh, that the court will uh, reach the constitutional merits. We'll find that there's enough correct parties have enough standing or jurisdiction that we will get to the actual issues that uh, that, that, that people care uh, more about with, with all due respect to civil procedure junkies. Uh, and on that second hour of, uh, of, uh, uh, of is this proper or improper discrimination, uh, there are a multitude of viewpoints coming from the justices. Justice Kagan and Sotomayor, for example, were very concerned at the motivation of the lawmakers in 1996 that passed DOMA. There are uh, congressional reports talking about moral disapproval for homosexuality, for example. Can that be a lawful basis for a law? Uh, Chief Justice Roberts was concerned about the federalism angle and continually pressing the Solicitor General about, you know, what, what interest does the federal government have here? How, how can it, you know, not, uh, how do you draw the line between what the federal government does and what the uh, state government does? And, and like in a lot of arguments, the Solicitor General was saying there's no federal issue here, essentially, you know, not wanting to cabin federal power in any way, bringing it back to equal protection, which is where uh, most of the debate focused. And uh, Justice Kennedy uh, was agonizing, uh, uh, you know, like Hamlet, as is his want, 
uh, of what to do here. Uh, he did that with jurisdiction uh, as well, especially yesterday. Uh, and now he's thinking about, well, shouldn't we think of the children, uh, all of the children of, of gay couples in these various states? Uh, but also he's uh, concerned about the precedent that this might set. So I could see him uh, striking down DOMA on federalism grounds, for example, where uh, uh, Roberts would go the other way on federalism grounds. Maybe some of the others wouldn't even find standing. What is the case for striking down DOMA on federalism grounds? The way that it's argued and the strongest way that it's presented is in a so-called federalism scholars brief that's been signed by uh, uh, some uh, adjunct scholars and senior fellows of Cato like Randy Barnett and Ilya Soman um, and John Adler. Uh, of the Volokh conspiracy, and they're saying basically that the federal government, in defining marriage uh, as they have, as between a man and a woman, are intruding on state sovereignty. It's it's properly within state regulatory authority to define marriage and otherwise uh, uh, legislate uh, uh, family law, and the federal government is intruding that it that it has to simply take uh, marriage as it comes in each particular state. Uh, now, I don't buy that. Uh, Nicholas Quinn Rosencrantz, another Cato uh, adjunct senior fellow, Cato is very involved in these uh, arguments, as, as you can see, uh, went to bat at the Volokh conspiracy, among other places, saying how, well, of course, the federal government gets to define the terms in its statute. So the real issue here is whether that uh, distinction, that restriction on marriage is constitutional. The whole argument collapses back into the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause. And that's what Cato filed uh, our brief about. So ultimately, um, yesterday's argument, uh, there was a real reluctance, I think, by a majority of the court to even uh, decide the issue. They don't want to strike down all state marriage laws. I could see that one, the Prop A case, Perry, uh, being dismissed on standing grounds or as improvidently granted, digged, as the, as the term is. Today, however, I think it's more likely than not they get past the jurisdictional issues. I could see the four more liberal justices uh, voting to strike down DOMA on uh, equal protection grounds, Kennedy voting to strike down DOMA on federalism grounds, uh, and the other four either voting to uphold or having a, a jurisdictional issue. There would thereby be no controlling opinion as to the substance, but DOMA Section 3 would be struck down. It would be a, 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 a curious result, but uh, uh, not unlikely. Ilya Shapiro is a senior fellow in constitutional studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.